0: Good morning, it's been two months already that we've not been able to meet. It feels like we're under house arrest, right? And some of us are fearful or anxious, but as Christians, that's not how we call to live. The Bible calls us to live unafraid, with courage and hope. The Bible also tells us how to do this. And it starts by focusing on the character and the promises of God. Now, this week, the restrictions have been loosening up a bit, but we still thought it would be good to look at the letter from Paul that he has written when he was under house arrest, awaiting trial, to see what's on his heart as he sits at home. We've been looking at this letter for the last few weeks, and, you know, Paul has written a real masterpiece. He's locked up at home, he decides to write a letter, a letter to the Ephesians. It's already interesting to note that he isn't sitting at home feeling sorry for himself. No, he, he thinks about the churches and that he has planted and the people he has ministered to. The first half of the letter is basically his prayer for the Ephesians. And he ends it with this doxology at the end of chapter 3, praising God. Now, that's already something we can learn from Paul. He sits at home and he uses his time to worship God, to reflect on God's greatness, to pray for others, to write a letter to encourage them. And after he's told the Ephesians about what he prays for them and about God's plan for the world and, and for their role within that plan, he bursts out in praise. Let's read verse 20 and 21 together. Now to Him who's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to His power that's at work within us, to Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Paul reflects on God's greatness and on God's work and and he bursts out in praise. God is able and he can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. How? According to his power that's at work within us or some translations have through his power that's at work within us. Two weeks ago Paul looked at the first part of verse 20, now to him who's able, and last week, Sean looked at the second part, immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. God is able, and not only able, but more able than we can even imagine. And these unimaginable things he will do in and through us The Greek word used for he is able is the word dunamai, to be able or to have power, dunamai. (laughs) Can you hear the word dynamite in there, to have power? Today we'll look at the last part, according to his power at work within us or through his power at work within us. The word used here for power is dynamis, from the same root, sounds kind of like the word dunamai, right? Power. So you could translate like, now to him who has the power to do immeasurably more than you can ask or imagine through his power that's at work within us. Apparently, God's power is within us and not just within us, but at work within us. And these unimaginable things Paul's talking about will come about through God's power at work within us. Now, that is truly unimaginable. What is he talking about? Now, we have to look at the rest of the letter to understand this. Paul likes to use the word power in this letter. Now, we understand it's the Holy Spirit in us, of course. Paul has a lot to say about power and the Holy Spirit. And we're going to have to jump back and forth through this letter a little bit. Because, you know, Paul... picks up a theme, and then he gets sidetracked, and he picks it back up again. So, hold on. It's a very rich letter, and uh, I'm going to be jumping back and forth through this letter a little bit. So, let's have a look. What does this power within us do? Now, like I said, the first three chapters are a long prayer. He starts off with praising God in the first chapter leading into a prayer for the church in Ephesus. Then he gets sidetracked a bit, and then uh, he comes back to this prayer in chapter three. And then he concludes it here in verse 20 and 21 with this doxology, praising God. But his prayer in chapter three starts with, I pray that out of his glorious riches He may strengthen you with power through His Spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. He prays for power through the Holy Spirit to have faith that Christ may dwell in our hearts. So the first thing that power within us does is to enable us to have faith. One of these unimaginable things Paul's talking about. Chapter 2, he writes, we were dead in our transgressions and sins. Now, dead people can't do much. They can't do anything. They can't have faith. But we have been made alive with Christ. Chapter 2, verse 8 again. For it's by grace you've been saved. Through faith. And this is not from yourself, it's the gift of God. Now there's a, there's a whole sermon there, but, but we learn here that that power within us made us alive. Giving us the ability to have faith. We were cut off from God, not able to relate to God. But in Christ, a term Paul uses a lot in Ephesians, in Christ... Our relationship with God has been restored. We have access again to the Father. He says so, Paul says so later in chapter 2. This power within us is a life-giving power. Paul says in chapter 1, His incomparably great power for us who believe. The power that is the same as His mighty strength He exerted when He raised Christ from the dead. Life-giving power, resurrection power. God works in us with His Spirit, with His power, giving us life. In Christ, we've been raised from the dead. And His resurrection power works in us to have faith. But then Paul doesn't leave it there. He goes on to pray in chapter 3. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. He prays for power to understand the love of God that is unknowable. <laughs> Another one of these unimaginable things to know the unknowable it's kind of similar to what he started praying in chapter one already in verse seven i keep asking that the god of our lord jesus christ the glorious father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better paul prays that this power within us not only enables us to have faith And to have Christ dwell in our hearts, leading to being grounded and established in love. But that His power will help us to understand and to know God better. And especially to know His love that is so big, we we cannot even imagine it. This Spirit is at work within us, with His power to help us to know the unknowable. Now, after reflecting on God's work and and God's character, Paul can't help but praise God. Can can you start to feel why he ends in this doxology? He praises God. He says, now to him who's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. God breathed life into us through Christ. He gave us power to know the unknowable. His love is so big, it's mind-blowing, Glory. God. But not only does this power give us the ability to know God's love and to know his character, but also the hope to which he's called us. In chapter 1, verse 8, he says that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. The riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. Paul firmly believes that one day Jesus will come back. When he comes back, he will establish his kingdom. He will make everything new. He will put everything right. A new creation, a renewed earth. That's what we're looking forward to. That's what we're praying for. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God loves his creation. He's not going to destroy it. He'll make everything new. And his followers will be with him. Heaven and earth will be joined together. The only rule and power on earth will be God's rule and power. Chapter 1, Paul tells us that we've been given the Holy Spirit as a down payment. The Holy Spirit in our lives, the power at work in us is a sign of what is to come, a promise of what is to come. Now, we look around, we see a broken world, we see sickness, we see a virus going around, people in isolation, etc. It's not what it's supposed to be. Can this ever turn out okay? That's what we ask ourselves. But God is able. God promised. We have this spirit, this power in us, a down payment of what is to come, as a seal, as a guarantee. But also for us to help us to be signposts of heaven, to reflect who God is into the world, to be image bearers, so to say, to live like the kingdom has already arrived, and it has in some form. But it's not there completely yet. The Holy Spirit at work in our hearts is a signpost pointing toward this new heaven and earth, this new creation. In fact, he's starting to recreate us already with this power within us. Chapter 2, verse 10. We are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. In Christ, we've been created again. We're already part of this new creation. This new creation we're, we're already waiting for, to, to do the work of God. Our faith, our love for God, our hope for the future, this is all growing within us through this power. And therefore, I can live unafraid Whatever happens in this life, God is able to do things way beyond what I can think or imagine. And He wants to use us. Somehow, God has decided this unimaginable thing that He wants to continue His redeeming work through His followers. In Paul's prayer in chapter 1, he says that the power at work in us is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, And he appointed him head over everything for the church, which is his body. The fullness of him who fills everything in every way. The church, we are Christ's body. We are representing Christ on this earth. His presence here on this earth. And in chapter 2, Paul describes how both Jews and Gentiles now both have access to the Father. And in Him, we're being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives with His Spirit. Can you believe they were that close to God? He used to live among His people in the temple. But now, He lives among His people through His power in their hearts. Mind-blowing! God lives and works within us. And among us and through us and then chapter 3 Paul says God's purpose is that through the church his manifold wisdom should be made known through the church through the followers of Christ through his body God wants to work in the world to make himself known And at the end of this doxology, Paul says, to him be the glory in the church. We are to be a group of people that lives in such a way that it will bring glory to God. God's power is at work in our lives to be his agents in this world, his image bearers. And he wants to continue his redeeming work through us for his Glory. Now think. How can you be God's hand and feet? Think what you have to offer. May not be much, just just try to think and imagine what you do have. And God can and He will multiply it beyond your imagination with His power at work in you. Now maybe you're thinking, great. This power in me, but I don't feel very powerful. I am struggling. Life is difficult. Can God not just remove my difficulties? And Paul struggled with that. And he wrote about it in one of his other letters. He asked God to remove some of his difficulties. And God said in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9, My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. My power is made perfect in weakness. God uses ordinary people like you and me. With all our faults and all our weaknesses and all kinds of life circumstances, we can't even imagine how that can work out. Yet God says, my power is made perfect in weakness. This power within us, us weak people, God does this unimaginable thing. He uses us to advance his kingdom. Now in this time, most of God's church is not meeting in buildings once a week. Most of his followers are stuck at home like Paul was when he wrote this letter. Yet we are Christ's body. He's he's not surprised by these circumstances, nor is he intimidated by these circumstances. His power is still at work in us, to be His image-bearers in this world. Let's use this time, this time at home, to, to reflect on who God is, to reflect on His love, to, to seek the know, to know the unknowable, to respond in faith, to respond in prayer, to, to respond in worship, to seek ways to encourage others like Paul did through, through writing letters. Now these days we can do it through phone calls or WhatsApp or Zoom or you name it. We can live without fear, with courage and with hope. We can be stuck inside yet have an outward focus. We can appear weak and and feel weak, yet God's power is made perfect in weakness. Life can be tough like it was for Paul, yet by the power at work in him, He's able to write this beautiful letter, full of prayer, full of praise. And right in the middle, he writes, God is able to do more than you can even imagine through his power at work within us. Power to have faith, power to have life in Christ, to have, to have life, to live life, to, to have hope for the future, to hope for a day where everything will be made new. We are his body, and he works in and through us. Through this power, we are safe in Christ. We're made alive. We are assured of our future. We have everything we need to live this life unafraid and with courage and hope. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much for your power at work in us that you made us alive in Christ. And we pray, like Paul prayed, Lord, that that you will give us more power to understand your love, to to know you better, and to know this hope to which you've called us, to know that we're safe in you, in Christ. Lord, will you lead us, will you help us to be your image bearers in this world, to bring glory to you,